0: What's up guys, this is Talking Share with Michal, I have a great guest, uh, very excited to have, uh, Danny Goodman, uh, I know him from ITC, uh, International Training Center, he's a judo black belt, uh, he has experience in fight game, uh, I believe he has, uh, please you, you will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I believe you have MMA experience, Sambo experience. Uh, and much more BJJ also you are as well a Musician and a producer if I'm right, uh, please. Please uh, tell me your first uh, first name last name and just give me like a uh, uh, Just uh, Respond to what I just said, please.
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, so yeah, my name is Danny Gutman, and um Most people know me from uh, ITC, of course, which is uh, my dad, Greg Gutman's uh, gym. My dad, Greg Gutman is the owner and the founder of uh, International Training Center Mm -hmm. since about, I think, 2008, I think we've been around. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, basically, most of what Miha said is is, uh, right. I'm a a judo black belt, and uh, also dabble a little bit in jiu-jitsu, but Mm -hmm. I don't call myself a jiu-jitsu player. I have a blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Competed a bunch of times as well, and in, in sambo, um, I've also competed in and uh, competed in hand-to-hand fighting, which is kind of like um, <clears throat> kind of like MMA. I mean, it's full combat, it's full contact, uh, everything. You know, everything goes in hand-to-hand fighting. It's like combat sambo a little bit. It's basically like MMA with uh, with like a gi, a uniform, and um, and gloves and and shin guards and stuff like that. So I've competed in that several times. And also, as Miha mentioned, I'm also a musician, songwriter, uh, not a producer, I produce like my own stuff really, but I don't produce for other people, not yet at least. And uh, I also act as well, like stage, theater, film, stuff like that. Um, Whatever I can get my hands on. So I I dabble in a bunch of things. I'm like a a, a jack of all trades and a master of none, but I'm working on becoming a master of something, I guess.
0: Danny, I'm sorry I interrupt you, but... Just being a judo black belt, you know. Come on, come on. Just, you know, and uh, that nothing but respect. Uh, I might have told you this story, maybe not. I tried judo, I quit. Not not because um, uh, judo's great, but judo was too hard for me. And if you can make it to black belt, that alone, you know, you know, you definitely are reaching upper levels because not everybody can achieve a judo black belt and you have achieved much more I'm just saying and I'm not trying to blow too much smoke up your house, but I'm just saying, you know
1: <laughs> I think you tried judo at ITC no?
0: Yes, uh, I did and you know uh, I kind of started getting into it, but I understood the trolls are quite rough and yeah. uh, What it was uh, what really uh, I was very uncomfortable with the idea because I wasn't aware of like a body movement. And I got to say, um, I believe the teacher was uh, Andy's uh, father. I don't remember his exact name. Can you please? Jimmy Vanetti.
1: Jimmy Vanetti.
0: Yeah. Jimmy Vanetti. And he was basically making me break for, uh, for almost a, a week, which was great, you know, because yeah. that's all I should have been doing. By even few times that people took me down, that was pretty frightening to me. And I just understood I don't understand the movements and I was not comfortable with you know, I I just felt there's a quite a big possibility for me to get hurt, and that's why I quit.
1: Yeah, and yeah. you're not a, you're not alone in this in this thought. I know you know, and I have a lot to say on the topic, of course, but I, I will hold my tongue as much as I can, but uh uh because I've been doing this for a long time, and I know that when I get new students in the judo class, mm-hmm. there's a—I don't know—I'm going to say there's probably a ninety-five percent chance I will not see them past the end of the month.
0: I hear I know you, yeah. that,
1: and, and that's why it's annoying to me. And honestly, uh, I don't even like teaching. I don't. Uh-huh. Even, I don't. I don't even like teaching. I rather just train, mm-hmm. leave me alone. You know, <laughs> I don't even like teaching, uh, especially. I mean, judo. Don't get me wrong. I can teach Judo, and I'm a good Judo teacher. Everybody knows that I, I can. You know, I'm a good instructor. But I know that when I'm teaching new students, it's almost like a waste because I know I'm not going to see them again. There's like a one percent chance, and it's really a one percent chance of students that have stuck with Judo from the beginning. Like um, Diego is one of them. You know Diego. From uh-huh.
0: the okay. Yes. He, yes.
1: I mean, he completely transformed his uh, his physical. Uh, you know, physically he transformed and mentally, of course, just like yeah. you as well with ITC. Uh, Diego, actually, shout out to Diego. He he was a kind of a chubby guy, didn't yes. know anything. And now he's like built and like, you know, yeah, doing yeah. all this stuff, you know, and, uh, and he's coming to judo. And he's been doing judo since ITC's been in the old location, you mm-hmm. know, for a long time. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of people like that. I think that there's only one person who started judo at white belt and went all the way to black belt with ITC. There's only one person, and that guy's name is uh, Anthony Revetto. Anthony uh-huh. Revetto is, is one of Anthony's friends uh, from uh-huh. ITC, uh, Anthony Vanetti's friends. He's the only guy that started from white and went all the way to black. So it's only one person, really, that did this. So the thought, the opinions that you have on judo, everybody has it because you see people – Mm-hmm. You know, falling from six feet in the air, you know, they're yeah. getting thrown and it looks like it's really intense. It mm-hmm. looks like it's really intense um from an outsider's perspective. But then because Jimmy made you uh, you know, fall, you know, yeah. for a week straight. I mean, really, you should be doing that for the first few months is just learning how to break fall. So you condition your body, you condition your wrists, you condition your mind to mm-hmm. take those falls. Uh, and once you do, it's like, you know, you know, you see black belts throwing with speed, 100% Uh force, and we do it every night, and it's no problem.
0: I see. It becomes almost like a muscle memory. It's Uh, almost a muscle memory,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. And once again, nothing but respect. I told you this, but I want to repeat it because it's very true. Judo as a martial art is actually pretty fucking effective outside on the street. And I'm not telling people to fight on the street But if you imagine somebody picks you up and drops you on concrete, there is not much more you can do with that. What do you think, Danny?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. It's so sad that people, it's really sad how small of a community understands how effective judo is. I mean, and I know I sound like I'm biased because I grew up in judo. You know, like I, I was born and... Uh, and my dad sensei had a little baby judo gi for me ready, you know, That's... when I was a little okay. baby, you know, a little, uh, they had a, you know, so I understand that I sound biased, but I've tried a lot of different martial arts in my life. Mm-hmm. I've been martial arts since I was six, seven years old, not professionally, but you know, like recreationally I've competed of course, cause you have, it's funny when people ask me, Oh, have you competed? I'm like, well, I'm a black belt. How did I get my black belt if I didn't compete?
0: You yeah. know,
1: it's, it's almost a silly question, but, um, I've tried many different martial arts. I mean, I've tried, uh, I've tried, you know, yeah. I've done kickboxing, Thai boxing, karate, taekwondo, uh, kung fu. I've tried. I've tried, you know. Of course, I dabble in jujitsu, sambo a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you slam somebody in judo on concrete, you're breaking bones. Yeah, that's breaking bones, and that's all in our control. It's not mm-hmm. an accident, you know. Like I can slam you as light as I want and as hard as I want, and that's really up to me. It's really up to me. So you do not want to mess with a high level, uh, even a low level judo black belt. You don't want to mess with on the street because they understand how to move their body in such a way that they'll be underneath you in a split second.
0: Yeah, I agree. Definitely. And uh, everything you said is true. And it's funny because some people don't realize because many people really train in the gym and they don't really think uh, uh, about the idea of outside and the ground being concrete and then the gym is padded. And some people do not make a connection that if if somebody picks you up and drops you on the hard concrete, there is uh, like a huge uh, repercussion, you know.
1: (laughs) They don't think about this. They don't think about this. Uh, I think sometimes it escapes them. You know, especially beginners when they're like, oh, you know, I'm doing judo. I have to do these breakfalls for a week. This is stupid. Why am I keep hitting the Mm -hmm. ground, you know? And they don't understand what they're preparing themselves for. What they're, you know, they don't understand the fun. Judo has such a steep learning curve. Mm -hmm. Steeper than I think most martial arts, you know, because you have to do these... Rudimentary techniques where it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I sweeping the floor? You know, mm-hmm. why am I sweeping the floor with my foot? Why am I slamming the ground with my hands and my wrists? Like it doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to take these falls from so high? And then it's like, oh, just I mean, type in judo into YouTube. You'll see the highlights. It's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's abs- yes. it's brutal and it's exciting. You know, and it's a it's it's an Olympic it's an Olympic sport since 1964, and people like have no idea. It's kind of cool that it's not mainstream. Cause it kind of has like this smaller, like cult community to it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice almost in a way that it's not mainstream, but also it would be awesome if judo was like on ESPN, you know, right. everybody wants that, you know, or at least ju- judo players want that, of course, but judo is like its own little niche, like esoteric community, you know, and it's, but it is one of the most widely practiced sports in the world people don't realize that. It is really one of the most, I think it's one of the most popular Olympic sports in the world, like under the, underneath soccer. That's the statistic that I heard. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if I, I could be not correct with the statement, but I believe jujitsu kind of started from judo as well. Is that, do, do you know anything about it? Or I
1: mean, I'm not going to pretend that I know all yeah. the history of even judo. I mean, I, I've, I've yet to study really deeply about the history of judo, but yes, a hundred percent, jujitsu came from judo, a hundred percent. And actually, I, I believe that judo, Brazil, I mean, let me let me specify Brazilian jujitsu, mm-hmm. came from judo. But judo, I believe, was adapted from Japanese jujitsu, which I think oh. became, which I think came before judo. So judo is oh, like kind of an amalgamation, like a combination of uh, different martial arts that like Jigaro Kano, who's the creator of judo. Uh, he studied different martial arts I believe and created his own curriculum and his own martial art Um, but yeah Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah it came from judo and many people I think really fail to uh, (laughs) fail to realize that
0: some people need to bow down
1: (laughs) yeah but but they just um, yeah just basic (laughs) stuff like that they should know where you Mm -hmm. don't have to know the history like you know it's not necessary for the development of your art to know like all the history it's fun and it's interesting for you to know mm-hmm. and i want to know it too i just it's on my list of things to do a list of things to know but uh uh yeah brazilian jiu-jitsu came from judo it's, it's very interesting good
0: stuff danny uh, uh basically i really want to know how did you start with any sort of martial arts and were you ever uh, did, did you ever feel that you had uh, your own uh, desire to do martial arts or you were like uh, introduced and uh, what is your experience from a young age training martial arts can you give me your upbringing please
1: yeah sure um so my dad is a judo player uh, in judo. We call them judo players. I think it's one of the rare martial arts where it's like a, it's a player, but yeah, so my dad was a judo player and he was a uh, multiple time, um, world medalist in judo, uh, also a world champion, uh, in the masters, uh, division in judo as well. So my dad has a long, uh, career in, um, in, uh, competitive judo and basically from, far back, I can remember, it was probably about six, seven years old, I started, he started to basically bring me to judo classes, and I didn't hate it, but it's, I mean, I didn't, like, fall in love with it, and I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, a. I mean, I'm a competitive person for sure, anybody listening that knows me knows for sure I'm a competitive person, but not, like, in the like, I'm not trying to be, like, a professional competitor. Sometimes I think about it in my head. But anyway, at 6, 7 years old, I started getting into judo uh, in Queens at uh, Queens Queens Judo. It was the uh, name of the dojo that I used to go to. It's since been closed down for over, I don't know, 10, 15 years now. And then my dad opened up ITC. But Queens Judo, I started at, like, 6, 7 years old. And um, basically doing judo, my dad was bringing me. I didn't hate it, but I was like, oh, whatever, I'll go, you know. And... Um, yeah, so I started basically doing judo from like six, seven until well, I'm now thirty-one, uh, so I've been doing it basically my whole life. I mean, I think I took a break of like two years, maybe once in my life, when uh-huh. I was doing a lot more music. But yeah, basically it's been judo. Um, so I was competing already. I was competing as a white belt in judo when I was like seven, eight years old. I have video of me huh. around that age. Uh, do,
0: do you remember your first? A competition experience can you give me some sort of uh, like your mental state as a because you know I'm very interested how children uh, approach the competition because I see some children compete and some children are vicious and they go for the kill and some children are, are, are like oh are we, are we about to see my aunt you know like they are clueless what they doing sometimes you know
1: yeah uh, can you
0: give the uh, rundown, please?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I again, I can only speak for myself. But when I, I remember, I don't know if it was the first, but it was one of the first. And I, I have video of it. I think it's on actually my Facebook, which I can share with you after the podcast mm-hmm. if you're interested. And uh, I was a white belt. And it, it's a little bit different for me because like my dad is like the shadow standing over me with like mm-hmm. my whole judo career. Like everybody, you know, especially at the local tournaments, like they, okay, they're like, Gutman. You know, Uh and they're like, and they know my dad's there and like, oh, I have to make my dad proud. You know, like it's on my head. It's in my head. So I had a different perspective because of I and he never applied pressure on me. It was never his fault. It was the pressure I put on myself. I was like, I have to protect the family name, you know. (laughs) So uh, in judo competitions, oh, my God, I would hyperventilate. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to pass out. I was so scared. I was Uh so scared. I don't know of what I think not of getting hurt, more of just losing and the shame that it would bring to myself. My dad wouldn't care. And honestly, to be to be completely frank, and most people look at my dad, right? And he's like, oh, it's Greg, you know, he's a tough guy, you know? Yes. My dad never made me do anything, ever. He never made me do anything. He never yelled at me, never punished me. Like, my dad is a teddy bear. He's That's- a teddy bear. like. Like, he loves you that's it you know no, of course but it's even more than i mean a lot of dads you know love their son but i mean he like he never made me do anything never cared if i he just cared that i was like doing sport like being physically active but he never made me do anything but anyway to go back to the judo competitions i was completely scared and to this day i'm still com- like a hundred percent scared and i'm like why do i do this you know but mm-hmm. then after you fight even when you start fighting uh, then it's like oh okay now <laughs> i remember why i do this because it's a lot of fun and that feeling of winning is oh my god there's there's nothing like it so yeah when i was a kid uh completely scared um completely frightened um but uh you know it's always it's always worth it it's always worth it
0: I hear you. Uh, the, you just mentioned uh, when you compete, is it, all the nervousness uh, goes away and you are in the moment, right? It, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, for the most part. I mean, it, it really depends on. Um, it depends on the person, but again, at least for me, um, as soon as I start fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, that the nerves that i had before they go away the nerves that i had about about the fight they go away and now i'm like now i'm in the fight so i'm no longer scared i'm just kind of trying to focus on being the best that i can be at the time so it's not the nerves that i had before Yeah, they go away they basically go away when you start fighting
0: it is it is very interesting to compete and respect danny because uh, and also, like you said, you competed in uh, uh, like a, uh, also serious uh, fight type of uh, scenarios. Like you said, sambo, uh, MMA as well. Did you do MMA or uh, sambo? So I, did, MMA? I did
1: something called. Uh, so I, I have done sambo uh, sports. There's two different types of sambo. There's sports sambo and there's combat sambo. Sports mm-hmm. sambo is literally just like jiu-jitsu and judo combined. We have a gi. It's usually, a, it's a gi, it's a blue or red gi with shorts, uh, with a blue or red belt, blue or red uh, top. And combat sambo is basically the full contact MMA with gloves and headgear. Um, I did hand-to-hand fighting, which is like Russia's version. Uh, in Russian, it's called Rukhapashnik boy. Uh-huh. In Russian. That's how you say it in Russian. and it basically translates to hand-to-hand fighting in English. Um, and it's basically their attempt at getting like their own, it's like their own martial art that they bred, I think for originally for military purposes, but mm-hmm. it's an actual martial art in, in Russia. It's full contact, uh, full submissions, everything goes. And I've competed in that, uh, what was it? Maybe two or three times I've competed in in America, uh, and in Peru. Nice. Yeah. In, in, Lima, in Lima, um, so, yeah, so I competed several times in that as well. And in Sambo, I competed in the I competed in the world champion World championships in Sambo as well.
0: Good stuff, man. And you know what I wanted to follow up on that because uh, you mentioned that uh winning feels good, but losing, you know, you put yourself out there. And uh, I you know i'm not I'm not a huge comp- competitor. I have some limited competition experience, but what I'm trying to say, not everybody puts themselves out there. And I want to say respect to that. And, you know, believe it or not, I heard many people talk about competitions, but only a fraction of them ever really do compete. It's because, and I believe, I, I could be incorrect, but it's because uh, what you just said, you put yourself out there. And if you lose, you know, like, fuck, <laughs> you know? Uh, and, you know, there's people that are realistic but there's people that believe they are the best thing ever since sliced bread you know and how the hell they can go out there and and lose you know so even losing itself is like uh, just going out there and being out there that's alone is a big thing and once again Respect Danny and can you please uh, follow up on that and also continue with your uh, journey as martial artist uh, from your you know from your younger age to to current times
1: please Sure sure um and ha- just to, just to talk about losing and winning and you know and I'll, then i'll go to more of the history sure. but uh when i if i win a competition uh you know, it feels so good, you know, and I, I get out and I have like my rituals, you know, I'll, maybe I'll get some fast food on the way home from the comp- I'll mm-hmm. grab like McDonald's on the way home uh-huh. and I'll eat it so jovially, like just so <laughs> happy. Um, and I'm just thinking about the win, you know, and the trophy and the medal of where I'm going to hang it up in my house, you uh-huh. know. But when I lose, uh-huh. I go into an almost depressed state. Mm-hmm. And, but I, right away, I'm thinking, what the hell did I do? What did I do wrong? Uh And how can I make it so that doesn't happen again? So it's kind of like when you win, you you take one step forward. But when you lose, you take one step backwards, but then two steps forward.
0: Mm -hmm. I hear
1: you. You don't, as long as you don't lose, you know, you you can't think of it that way. You, You have to learn. It's not really losing. You're really just learning, you know? Yeah. that's the way I have to think about it. I had some tough losses uh in, in my competition. You know, little points here, or maybe it was the last second, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely some stories like that. But uh I know I know that that's the truth. It just sucks losing. But I know that with losing you're taking two steps back. Uh sorry, one step back, two steps forward, you know, rather than when you win, you just take one step forward. But um that's just what I wanted to say about losing and uh winning. But uh as far as my uh, upbringing uh, basically I was doing judo my whole life uh, when I was about 11 12 years old my dad brought me to uh, Thai boxing actually to do mm-hmm. Thai boxing with uh, I started with Igor Zinoviev who uh-huh. was a Russian fighter I don't know if you ever heard of Igor Zinoviev
0: I it sounds Familiar I'm not sure but the, the name does sound like I heard it
1: so this uh, so eager used to be a good friend of my father's and uh, he actually was in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a professional uh, MMA fighter. And um, he he was in the UFC for one fight versus Frank Shamrock. I don't know if you know who Frank Shamrock is. Oh, yes, I Very do. Very famous uh, UFC fighter. Uh, so he was in, you can actually look it up on YouTube. So Igor Zinoviev was uh, with Frank Shamrock in a fight. Uh, and 10 seconds into the fight, mm-hmm. Frank uh, scoops him up. Mm-hmm. Eager clamps onto like a guillotine as he always does with all his previous opponents. Frank scoops him up, slams him on his uh, collarbone and oh. his MMA career. Oh, snap. He never fought again. Uh, so mm-hmm. he was basically, basically coaching and teaching. Uh, so I was able to train a little bit with Eager. Mm-hmm. Um, and I trained with another guy named uh, Armin Mikrovic. Um, yeah from bosnia he's actually an astoria guy an astoria native and he's fought professionally all over I so also trained with armin this i was training there at arsenal 2 in astoria it used to be a, a martial arts gym called Ar- arsenal 2 so i was training with Igor. i was training with armin uh i was doing thai boxing and uh i was doing thai boxing for like the next. i was doing thai boxing and judo for the next 10 years like till 18 19 Started getting into judo. Uh, sorry. Started getting into Brazilian jiu-jitsu a little bit here and there. Never fell in love with it, but I've always done jiu-jitsu like more. I never took it seriously, unfortunately. Uh, I did it more for like sparring, more for working out, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, but I've competed a bunch in jiu-jitsu, of course, uh, here and there. And I never trained. Sambo. I never trained Sambo. Honestly, I've never trained Sambo. I've competed in Sambo tournaments, but I've never trained in Sambo. Uh-huh. Um, my dad taught me here leg locks, you, you know, if you hear mm-hmm. their leg locks, how to defend a little bit, but never trained in Sambo. So basically, main martial arts is like Thai boxing, um, Judo. Those are my main martial arts. And then I dabbled in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I did Kung Fu for a year. I did an internal Kung Fu called uh, Bawa Zhang.
0: At, uh, at what age? So,
1: I was like 21, 22. Oh, wow. And I, did Bagua. I was doing it at ITC, actually, in the old ITC. Wow. And that
0: was uh, some sort of full contact or it was yeah. more like...
1: There was a, one of my dad's friends. He's a Russian guy. He actually uh, lived in China for like 10 years. Uh, hmm. And he was like a master Bagua Zhang trainer. And there's basically two forms of Kung Fu. There's... Internal and external and external is like kind of like the Shaolin uh, Bruce Lee stuff that you kind of see and the internal is more of like the boring like Tai Chi like Tai Chi is an internal kung fu Bagua Zhang is another one and there's a bunch of styles like that and he wanted to pass it on and he was basically teaching us for free Uh, he just wanted to pass it on and I don't I'm very weary of Bullshit martial arts Mm -hmm. because I've been been around so I like but I was like, all right, let me see what this guy is talking about, you know, because I never found myself. I never thought I was like going to be like a kung fu guy, but I was doing this. And I remember one time, like this Russian guy. He's he must have been like six, I don't know, six three, six two, kind of like a chubby guy, not like mm-hmm. fit, but very very polite, very like you know respectful, very zen. And I remember he was showing me a move, you know, this Bagua guy. And I'm like this judo player, like Thai boxing guy, you know, I can kick, you know. And he was like talking about flex. like I can can kick people's heads. People don't know that, but like I'm pretty flexible. And he was showing me this technique. And by accident, he went a little too hard and with this palm into my chest. And I I kind of flew backwards Mm -hmm. and I felt his power. And I was like, whoa. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, that was awesome. Teach me uh-huh. everything you know, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, from then on, I was like, oh my God, I, I believe him because I felt his power at that moment. And I've yeah. that was unbelievable. And I don't believe in like chi or energy or the universe. Like I'm very like uh-huh. realistic in that sense I'm in, in many ways. So I don't believe, it was a lot of like, energy and chi and yin and yang, and I don't believe in any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was difficult for me to be invested in that in that martial art, and unfortunately, I stopped practicing it. Um, but anyway, uh, that was an interesting experience. I also did taekwondo, karate when I was a kid. But anyway, to surmise, my main martial arts is basically uh, Thai boxing and judo, and I dabbled in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, um, and I've competed in sambo hand-to-hand. I competed in catch wrestling one time, mm-hmm. In the Jacob Javis Center, I competed in catch wrestling.
0: Um, so you got, you you pretty much, uh, if if you like, if we generalize, uh, you are MMA guy. <laughs> well, yeah, because I
1: mean, I'm not a professional MMA fighter. I've never competed mm-hmm. in like uh, traditional MMA, but I do a mix of martial arts, which yes. is what MMA is.
0: Yeah. Can, uh, can you, uh, can you please... Uh, Expand on Muay Thai training. How do you see uh, what to you? What is the importance of striking type of training? Do you think is very important for self defense? Uh, is it necessary for beginners to try it out? Uh, what is your take on it?
1: I, I think I think that it is a necessity to know martial art. For a human. Mm-hmm. If you are a person, you should know martial art. And it is the only art that I believe is absolutely 100% necessary for your well being and for your survival. Because I dabble in a lot of different arts, you know, theater, music, uh, mm-hmm. other stuff. Uh, and nobody will ever stop you on the street and be like, sing now. Or dance, you know? that's funny, or start painting. You know, those are, those are optional arts for some people. It's like, Oh, I need my art, or I will die. No, no, no. But some people will stop you on the street and be like, Hey, you got a problem, or Hey, give me your money. Yeah, and at that point, it becomes a necessity to protect your life and your loved ones with martial arts. Which is to whenever somebody has kids, I'm like, Listen. I'm not going to give you any advice except put your child in martial arts because Mm -hmm. they will thank you for the rest of their life. I don't know who I would be without martial arts. So to come back to your original question, I believe that it's necessary. I believe it's really necessary. Of course, have at least one martial art in your disposal. That'll be great. But I think it's really uh, beneficial to know a striking art and a grappling art and you're set. You don't have to be a competitor. But training them, you know, training mm-hmm. them so you're ready for whatever life throws at you. So yes, I think that uh, striking arts are really important for beginners, for anybody. Thai boxing was good for me. I was able. I I was I've been very lucky and grateful in my life that I've always had martial arts around me, and I, I never, I never had to pay for it. Yeah, I, never I see. Paid, I've never, I've never paid tuition. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that makes me sound kind of, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but like I've had it, you know, my dad has schools, so mm-hmm. I've trained at his schools and my dad has friends and I've made friends all over the city, all over the country, over the world. So I'm welcome to train wherever. And they're welcome to train with, with us, you know, at ITC, of course, it's, you know, it's, it's reciprocated. It's all a cycle. So, uh, I was always able to get my hands on a lot of different martial arts um, so Thai boxing for me was available and I've trained with some, uh, unbelievable guys, you know, Luis Ruiz. Mm-hmm. Yes. You no, know, I know him. Uh, used to teach at ITC and he's a monster and still is a monster. And he still uh-huh. scares me to this day. <laughs>
0: he's
1: like 63 years old, 64 years old. He just competed in hand to hand fighting. Did he really? Yeah. Like in, uh, we went to Belarus. We went to uh-huh. Minsk. He just competed in, in, in the hand-to-hand fighting. He didn't, he didn't do great. Uh-huh. He didn't understand the rules, but he still competed. He was over 60 years old. He's a grandpa. Wow. He's a grandpa. He was fighting these 20, 30-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a beast. I trained with him for a while. I learned a lot from him as far as, like, intensity and, like, pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, trained with Isham, of course. Yes. Unfortunately, he disappeared and disappears all the time. But uh, well,
0: he's great. I really appreciate his uh, technical uh, knowledge. And also... The way he shows, he is very good at just balancing the, uh, when he teaches a class, he teaches just perfectly balanced class and anybody can get out uh, something out of the class. I, I I really appreciate the guy, if he ever hears this, Hisham, come the come back, man. Oh you, my God,
1: I mean, everybody loved this classes. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, my mom who trains Muay Thai, uh, that's her favorite teacher, it always was. Uh, and he's an amazing guy, uh, good heart and an amazing teacher. And I've, I've seen him fight in, uh, in hand to hand fighting before Mm and he's on no sleep. And, uh, so he's an amazing guy. Unfortunately, uh, he likes to disappear a lot of the times (laughs) and we don't hear from him, but, uh, he was one of the best, one of the best teachers that I've worked with. I learned a lot from him, um, as far as Thai boxing goes and, um, Yes, yeah, so I train. I train with a. I had a lot of different teachers. A lot of different teachers. I never competed in Muay Thai, uh, but I've. And I don't know if I want to. Yeah. I've had the opportunity. I just. I don't know if I, I don't have a desire for it.
0: Yeah, I, I do. Have a desire, you know? If I if I can. Uh, sorry, Danny. If
1: Please.
0: I can. I truly believe uh, kickboxing as, as a competition is harder than MMA because in MMA you can grapple. And you can avoid striking. Sometimes if, you, if you're your opponent and if things happen the right way, you can actually have a full MMA fight and barely strike. But in kickboxing, there's nothing but striking. <laughs> so, sure,
1: sure. And yeah, no, I understand and uh, agree with you in, in certain aspects. I, I think it's just different. I think it's all different. Um, I think for us, it's easy to say that it's, that MMA is easier because, you know, we've kind of dabbled in both, but people who just do Thai boxing, that's all that they do. Yeah. So That's all that they know. So, but I mean, I see it on YouTube and I, I'm like, not interested at all. Oh, not yeah. for me. You know, <laughs> I, I would love to, of course, I like to compete because I want to know what's out there and I want to test myself. Uh, because if you don't test yourself, you don't know what's out there. You don't fight. Like, come on. Like, that's not a life for me. Like, yeah, you know. 've I've been I've been I've been knocked down with mm-hmm. with a body shot, with a kick to my head, you know against against special forces operatives from fucking Kyrgyzstan, you know, that I've competed against. I've competed against Olympic uh, Olympic medalists in Sambo. Mm-hmm. Not that there's Olympics in Sambo, but I've competed against an Olympic judo player who was doing Sambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he took bronze at the Olympics in judo. Wow. Like that's like the highest of the highest level of judo of you know of judo players, and I've competed against them, and it's such an honor to be able to grab my to grab you know to put my hands on them. Uh, so, yeah, I think it all depends on what you do, but you know, I mean, Thai boxers they're, they're used to doing what they do, and MMA they're they're used to doing what they do. So it's all it's all relative, you know.
0: I agree hundred percent, and if I just may all may add on my take on it, uh, everything you said I hundred percent agree and from my per, uh, from my perspective like you said martial arts in general are pretty much for anybody maybe maybe not anybody can do it because it does take like a special human to stick with it but everybody should try because for example in my own life experience when i uh, before i started training i got into it through Uh, You you know, uh, many people got introduced the same way uh, through Bruce Lee movies, uh, Bloodsport, uh, later on Dragon Ball Z series. And then I saw Ultimate Fighter and, you know, uh, believe it or not, at the beginning when I saw it, I would get like shaking nervous just to watch those people fight. I wouldn't. If you would tell me on that moment go train with somebody, uh, even even like uh, cardio kickboxing, I would be terrified, you know. But uh, that, but all of those things, all of those media sources like movies, uh, cartoons, and then later Ultimate Fighter, spark an interest in me. And long story short, uh, then I listen, and on top of it, I I listen a lot to Joe Rogan. Then I met Peter, you know Peter, he's he's one of the killers that used to train in the gym and and he just told me, uh, Michal, you can train, we can figure this out, uh, just, just try it and we'll see. And I was very intimidated at the beginning, but there was a moment in my time I was out of work, I wasn't doing anything, sitting around home and I thought to myself. I have this opportunity. Either I'm I'm just going to be a bitch, couch potato, or at least I'm going to try it, you know? And believe it or not, it, it, although it was intimidating and everything, it was probably the best thing I ever done in my life. And long story short, it, it just teaches you, and, and even teaches you humility. Uh, because like I was saying at the beginning, when I got interested with Ultimate Fighter, in my head, and I bought a punching bag, this and that, in my head, I was a UFC level fighter, you know, know? and I was imagining how I would kick people, how I would finish them, (laughs) and, you know, it is, you know, now when I think about it, it is hilarious that I thought that, but Long story short, there is many people out there that they really think they know how to fight and they have no idea. And to go to my point, uh, martial arts is a, a crucial thing from discipline to just like you were saying, ability to defend yourself, that alone. It's just amazing. And uh, I would like to transfer this into a question. How do, you, how do you think martial arts translate into everyday life and how did martial life, Uh, martial arts affect your life?
1: I mean, I've talked about this in length with other people and I think it's, you know, amongst martial artists, it's, it goes without saying, but I mean, I can go, I can go about it. I mean, I can talk about this for days, but I mean, I owe, man, I owe everything to martial arts, everything. The person that I am today, I would not be without martial arts. 100% 100% so I I think I mean, I think the stars every day that uh, You know that my dad introduced me to it. I don't know if it wasn't if I didn't have anybody around me I don't know how I would find it, but that that's you know, neither here or there, but um, Man, I can't talk enough about martial arts. Um, I Don't I don't like working out yeah. I hate working out actually um, I'm Not a big fan of exercise but martial arts is so easy for me to do because it's fun yes. and you're sweating and you're burning tons of energy and calories and uh, that's, and I eat a lot and I eat bad food. I, I mean, I'm a terrible, you know terrible eater and we can talk about that later, sure. Uh-huh. But um, it's because of martial arts that it's given me everything. It's given me the ability to not become a house, become so fat. It's, <laughs> it's given me the ability to be confident to make smart intelligent decisions to be logical. Uh, humility of course. Uh, ego is very important and right. I still struggle with it on the daily as everybody does whether or not they know it or not and there's healthy mm-hmm. ego and there's not healthy ego, you know. Um, so martial arts has given me everything. I would not be the person I am today without it and I think that I honestly think it's necessary for every person. I don't understand people who don't do it. you don't even have to you don't even have to compete in it at the bare minimum, just go and train. once a week, twice a week. There's no excuses. Now there's an excuse because gyms are not open. Uh But apart from that, you have no excuse. There's no excuse. Like they have gyms that are $250 a month and there are gyms that are a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Like, and you have a friend and at the bare minimum, everybody has a friend that trains, you know, like everybody, you know, and if you don't, there are plenty of resources to get yourself into it. You know, on the internet these days, I'm, Please don't go on YouTube and start training yourself. That is the incorrect way to go about it. Uh, you can, of course, look at YouTube videos once you have a basic knowledge of techniques to explore further, but do not start learning on YouTube. That's the wrong way. But yeah, again, martial arts, I mean, what can I say? It is, um, it is. I think it is a absolutely necessary part of life. Yeah, uh,
0: I I hear you, Danny. And if I could add on to that, i I look at it almost like a, to me, it's a frame that I my whole um, character is built upon. because like you were saying, there's healthy ego and there's unhealthy ego. And like you said, everybody has ego. I have ego too. But I learn, you know, and I learned this uh, the hard way. And, you know, in many different ways, I've been the hammer, I've been the nail and long story short, it it really taught me a lesson that no matter what's what is your imagination telling you, there is actually reality separate from your imagination. And that's training and that's martial arts. And it's in my opinion, it's a lesson that everybody needs to be taught because that lesson can give you like a understanding that there, is, there are things above you. And even if you imagine, oh, I can beat this guy up and you imagine that, but in reality, this guy's gonna take you down and punch you twice straight in the mouth and you're gonna fucking cry. Uh, and, and then you're gonna go back to your mom and cry for half an hour. <laughs> and long, long story short, your imagination oftentimes doesn't have to be correct. And martial arts is like a beautiful tool to show you what's up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, actually, even to build on that, as it's completely agree with you is what I was just thinking in my head, you know, you you go through your whole day, you know, you you wake up, you know, with your partner or not, or by yourself, you go to work, you know, and, and you're having these thoughts in your head, you know, and, you know, does this person like me? Does this person not like me? Am I making enough money? You know, am I doing the right things? You know, and you go through your day and you have these thoughts but then you go into, into the dojo, into the mm-hmm. gym, and then at, that shows you what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. Because you are up against another person's thoughts and another mm-hmm. person's opinions and another person's techniques. And when you're going directly up against somebody else, then you see right away what's real and what's not. And to have the opportunity to do that every week is such a privilege, mm-hmm. I think. It's such a privilege, and Joe Rogan has talked about it in length about you know how how real it is and how like if you think you're the shit, mm-hmm. they will slowly tell you that you're not. They will they will they will very quickly actually tell you that mm-hmm. you're not as soon as you start going up against some killers, you know. And uh, yeah, com- completely agree with you, completely.
0: It's it's just um, once again recommended to everyone. Uh, next uh, thing you just mentioned this uh, like a second ago. Uh, tell me about your diet. Recently, you have changed your lifestyle a bit. Uh, can you give me some insight
1: into it? Sure. So, um, just to give some background, I've been—I've never—I've never like been like lean, trim. I'm like naturally big boned. Always mm-hmm. been big boned. Always had a very uh, healthy appetite. I mean, I drink milk like every night my whole life hmm sometimes Delicious. two glasses usually mm-hmm. one uh with like a piece of chocolate you know like dark chocolate I um i i've eaten terrible my whole life and um, typical american diet you know not a lot of vegetables not a lot of fruits unfortunately hamburgers hot dogs steaks french fries like the whole deal you know uh-huh. um anyway fast forward to i think I, I turned 31 in september last september and i think you just turned 32 right
0: Correct. Yes. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We're getting old.
1: <laughs> no, come on. That's a state of mind.
0: No, that's... I'm joking. It, yeah. It's a joke. I, you yeah. know, I'm actually laughing because I'm a very old baby. And, yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And we'll talk about that for sure. Right. But, um, I turned 31 in September and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of tired of being, I'm tired of being overweight. because I mean, I, I still am overweight a hundred percent, but, uh, I was like, I'm tired of being overweight, like, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm into acting, I'm into music, and I'm like, this is not a good look for like the careers that I wanna go into, like this sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I turned 31, and basically I started started running, and I hate running, still mm-hmm. hate running, uh, but this, your question asked about diet, and we can go into physical stuff later. Sure, but I-
0: uh, cover, whatever, You want whatever uh, you wish.
1: Sure, sure. So um, basically when I started, when I turned 31 in September, I was like, all right, I'm going to just make a change. But I can't make like a big dietary change. Like I'm never going to be vegan because I love eating meat, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm never going to be a vegetarian. I can't control what foods I eat, but I can control how much of it I eat. So I was like, you know what? I've dabbled with fasting before and intermittent fasting. Everybody talks about intermittent fasting, intermittent Uh fasting, you know, IF, IF, you know, intermittent fasting. I mean, you fast when you go to sleep Mm -hmm. and then you have breakfast, break, breakfast, break fast. You're breaking your fast. Oh, wow, yeah. Or to breakfast, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You're breaking your fast, break fast, right? Uh, So basically what I do, what I've been doing and... Basically, I've been doing it since September pretty – and I've been pretty disciplined with it. Monday through Friday, I practice – I basically do OMAD, which is an acronym for One Meal a Day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So Monday through Friday. Of course, there will be times when I've cheated here and there, but I basically stick to Monday through Friday. I don't have any calories until dinner, and I don't care if I work out twice or three times. I will do it all with no calories on uh-huh. an empty stomach to this day since September. I basically, that is my mindset Monday through Friday. I don't eat anything, nothing uh-huh. until dinner. I only have, I have plenty of water and I have plenty of coffee, not plenty of coffee. I mean, I have three, four cups of, of good quality coffee, uh-huh. which I recently changed. I was a, I used to drink coffee with milk and sugar and then I uh-huh. took milk Took out the sugar. Now I drink it black. I used to drink it from a Keurig, you know, with the K cups.
0: Uh huh. With yes. the,
1: the disposable cups. Mm-hmm. And then I switched to a, a pour over, like drip coffee. Yes. Chemex with a Chemex. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I've been doing that for the last few months. And now my coffee has completely into a different world. So I'm drinking like really smooth and clean mm-hmm. coffee where it takes out all the, you know, oils, the bad oils. hmm. So that is, that is what I do. I do one meal a day, Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I go fucking nuts <laughs> and it's bad. I have to start cutting it down. But Saturday, Sunday, I'll have breakfast, lunch and dinner, or I'll just have lunch and dinner. But like, and then I'll snack, like I'll have like some chips or like, I'll have some like apples or whatever on Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Um, but Saturday, Sunday, it's like, I eat whatever, whenever, And I can eat, man, I can eat I bet I can eat more than you. I mean, I can eat <laughs> I can eat like 3 4000 calories, no problem.
0: I hear you. I hear you. No problem. And I'm very similar.
1: No problem, you know. Um mm-hmm. so, so yeah, I've been doing one meal a day basically Monday through Friday mm-hmm. since September, I mean almost 8 9 months.
0: And how do you feel on it? Would you do you notice difference between your previous lifestyle and right
1: now? I mean, I definitely I mean, I've definitely lost probably, I don't know. I, I I was hoping I would lose more, but I lost like 10, 15 pounds pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like in a month or two, I lost 10, 15 pounds. And I've been basically like, I think I've kind of hit a plateau almost because I've kind of stayed the same weight. Like I hover, I'm a short guy. So like, but I also like, I'm pretty, like, I'm, I'm not like a muscular, muscular guy, but I, I have pretty uh, big frame.
0: Yeah, you I are stocky.
1: Yeah, I'm a stocky guy, and I have big bones, and uh, I'm, like, 5'7", and, like, I weigh – now my weight hovers between, like, 180 to, like, 186, 187, which is still overweight. I want to get to 170, Mm -hmm. honestly. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's fine for me. I don't recommend it for everybody because, like, people ask me – like, I'll I'll do Monday through Friday OMAD, and I will work out three days Uh, – I'm sorry, I will work out three times a day. Oh wow! And I've been doing it for months now, like I'll, uh, I will do like my calisthenics exercises, like push-ups, sit-ups, squats, planks, I'll run anywhere from three to seven miles every day, oh, and I'll bike, so I, I bicycle now, I bicycle anywhere from, uh, anywhere from like, shit, 10 to 40 miles every day.
0: Um, And I'm on a bike. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry that I uh, interrupt you. But where do you bike? You bike around your uh, neighborhood, or you go for like a long ride?
1: So, so my dad actually gave me uh, like a road bike, you know, with the with the drops, with the drop handlebars, you know, Uh and the very uncomfortable seat and um, and the gears, you know, on the left and right side. I never, I've always ridden bikes, but I've never ridden like a real road bike. You know what a road bike is, right? Yes. Yes. So he gave me a road bike and he was like, you should get into it. Cause my dad has been biking for like years, you know? And he goes like, there's basically, you know where the LIE is? Well, you know where the LIE is, the yeah. Long Island Expressway, the Horace Harding, like the service road, besides uh-huh. the Long Island, yes. you see a bunch of bicycle riders there. Okay. And they ride from West all the way out to East, all the way out to Long Island. So like, that's a very popular spot for like bicyclists. Mm-hmm. So I basically been riding there. Like I'm, I'm literally like uh, like a mile away from the LAE. So I ride my bike to the LAE and then I just hit the service road and I I can I can hit the service road for like miles. I mean, you you can ride that service road out to Montauk. Oh wow. It's, it's like it's like one way. It's like 6 it's like 70 to 100 miles. It's like it's it's a lot. Uh, and then back, you know, you're doing a lot of miles. So I usually ride on the uh, on the service road. Honestly, I hit the service road. I I live on the border of Queens and Long Island. I live in like Little Neck, Douglaston area. Mm-hmm. So I'm like I'm in Queens, but I'm on the border of Queens. So I'm right next to like you know beautiful roads and like green grass and like stuff like that. I live in like the suburbs. So um so I've been riding my bike a lot, like on the service road basically just. For miles, I've been doing it for the last few weeks, and I do that basically like Sunday. Usually, I'll rest Mm -hmm. unless my dad wants to go for a bike ride, which he does lately. Uh But like, otherwise, Monday through Saturday, I'm running, bicycling, and working out. And I do OMAD, so that's
0: beautiful. If, If I may, um. I notice one thing that you say and I do the same, uh, especially when we talk about working out, I'm a type of person who doesn't like uh, forcing myself to do things. And the things you're talking about, martial arts, even bike riding or playing a game you like, I always tell people, you know, how they can get into fitness is to do things they enjoy. You know, maybe they enjoy bike riding and they can just enjoy it and do it. I enjoy Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, some uh, kickboxing uh, as an exercise. And I don't think I'm in the gym exercising. I'm there to learn and have fun. And whatever, you like uh, playing soccer, you can go play soccer. And that's pretty beautiful. And if I could say, if anybody listens and you, let's say, you are not into working out, forcing yourself, uh, find, find a fun activity that's physical. And that, that can be your working out.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, but to start, yes, start with an activity that you enjoy. But mm. once you start branching out, you start building your discipline. Um, and, you know, I'm the kind of person where I'm busy from morning to night. I'm busy from morning to night. Um, I always have something to do. But I have to get these... Things that I do on the daily, I have to get them in my day. And if I don't, I'm very disappointed in myself and I, I can't enjoy the day. So when I put on my running gear, I hate it. I'm like, shit, I got to do this again. Oh, my God, how am I going to do this? You know, and I've been saying this in September for every day, you know, <laughs> but somehow I do it. And I feel when I hop in the shower after I do a five mile run. Oh, my God, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. So good, you know. And um, you know, a lot of my day, like when I'm doing like these three different exercises, you know, a lot of the times I don't want to do them. I'd rather uh-huh. just be on the computer and watch my YouTube videos or or play guitar or clean my or do something, you know, get my house organized. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather do anything, but I was like, I have a job to do right now and I have to do this because you know, I think of it in a way like I want to be the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. And I know that people that also want to be the best that they can be, I have to do more than them. I and see. I have to do the things that people are not willing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you ask people like what I'm doing, it sounds like they're like asking me like how how are you doing this every day on an empty stomach? Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> why are you doing this? you know and I'm like, I have to. I don't give myself a choice. I feel like this is what I have to do if I want to live like a healthy and fruitful mm. life, especially with the way that I eat. Like I have to do these things and it builds my discipline, you know? And it, it yeah. So, yeah, I, this there's a bunch of things that I have to do every day and these things is just some of the things. Uh,
0: uh, you, you, uh, be- beautiful words, are not much to add. Uh, they, but only thing that kind of interests me about, and I've been there uh, Myself everything you talk about I can very much relate big time and but one thing that perplexes me and I've been there you've been there and there is huge amounts of people that are there That many people settle down for like mediocrity Right they don't really they are have not much ambition And they and but you know that's fine you know you have your choices but that's the thing then they start complaining, oh, I cannot do this, I cannot do that, you know? Oh, this is impossible for me because I'm 20 pounds too heavy. I'm like, instead of feeling bad for yourself, do something for yourself, you know? And 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 even what you said, even health-wise, uh, what are we talking about? You Like, let's say this uh, random person uh, that, let's say, is overweight, unhealthy, you can change that. But you have to discipline yourself, and you know, stop feeling bad for yourself. You know, <laughs> what do you think?
1: Yeah, I know so many smart people. You know, I know a lot of intelligent people, and they're great in every aspect of their life, except for like uh, fitness or their mm. health or their weight. And I'm the I'm the last person to speak on this stuff because, again, I'm overweight. I eat terribly. And I have to change a lot of my di- dietary habits as well, for sure. I, I'm so I know it's it's ironic for me to talk about it, but but I can talk about it because I realize at least the errors of my ways. But um, yeah, I, I just I think they're just people ignore it because it's too damn hard. It's mm-hmm. too damn hard to get up in the morning or or whatever time and to get out there and to start working. It's too damn hard. Um, but they have to change. It's all mental. It's all mental. They have to change their state of mind. I mean, look at the transformation that you went through. I mean, you lost over a hundred pounds. It wasn't easy. I know it wasn't easy. Um, I run six days a week now and I shouldn't be running six days a week because I'm overweight and it's Mm going to kill my knees, but I don't give a shit. Mm -hmm. I have to do this. I have to. Um, until I'm feeling a pain where I cannot continue, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run no matter what people say, like, Oh, you're, you know, you're too heavy. I mean, no one said I'm too heavy, but, but it doesn't make sense for my proportions and my weight, how much I'm running. It shouldn't be possible, honestly. Uh (laughs) It shouldn't be possible. And I've had, I've had, I have a problem with my knee now where like my knee, for some reason, my right knee hurts like a bitch when I'm running, it really hurts after like a mile. But I bought a brace on Amazon and I strapped that brace on my motherfucking knee (laughs) and I get out there and I run and, and, and and I can, and I I can continue with the brace, you know, it's, it's got to heal up. But, um, I, you just have to change your mindset. Once you change your mind to, from it's optional to it's mandatory, that's Mm -hmm. it. Switch is flipped. That's it. There are certain things in your life that you do that are mandatory. You wake up, you go to the bathroom, you piss, right? You eat, um, 11 a.m. comes around. You can't change 11 a.m. coming every morning, right? You can't change it. 11 a.m. comes every morning, whether you like it or not. That's uh-huh. the same way that you have to, that's the same way you have to think about your your exercises. Mm-hmm. Same way. There are times where I'm working or I'm procrastinated until 5, 6 p.m. and I haven't eaten anything And I haven't done any exercise and I'm like, shit, it's my fault. I've waited this long, but I still have to do all my exercises. So now what's going to happen is I've procrastinated. That's my problem. I still have to get my exercises in. So basically I have to go for a run. I have to come back. I have to do my 30 minute exercise and then I have to go on a bike ride. I've done that plenty of times and I hate it, Mm -hmm. but I have to get it done. It's like, it's like my job. It's like Uh my job. So shit, just yesterday, I, I went to my living room. I did my exercises, my 30 minutes. I do 100 push-ups. Uh, I do 100 push-ups, like sets of four. Like I'll do 25, 25, 25, 25. So I'll do my 100 push-ups. I'll do my three sets of planks. I'll do 500 crunches. I'll do 50 squats. No, I'll, I'll do 100 squats in two sets. And then after that, I'll, I'll go run five miles, four miles. However, I'll come back. I'll hop right on the bike nice wow i've done that plenty of times especially (laughs) since if i'm working all day or if i just procrastinated i have to get it done you know i have to get it done and then i can enjoy whatever it is that i enjoy i can enjoy a big meal you know Mm -hmm. i can enjoy my steak or i can go and get chick-fil-a you know fast food Mm -hmm. or whatever so that's that's my mindset
0: you you earn it people if you want to change your motivation please listen to danny he's giving you some fucking knowledge right there seriously good good stuff danny